Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. On the streets of the Bronx is where I want to be. No, you don't. No, you don't want to be on the streets of the Bronx. Standing on the corner, singing good old harmony. You do that, you could be a victim of a drive-by shooting. I'll be waiting for the man to come along and discover me. My God, ladies and gentlemen, I reached into our eclectic musical choices here at WABC. I said, yeah, in honor of Jazz Palminteri, frequent guest with Sin and Bernie in the morning. This was one of the great soundtracks from um, Bronx Tale. Cool Chang, right? You know what uh, they said about Cool Chang? Just want to just wanna be in the Bronx. It's the place I want to be. <laughs> well, not even... Dion in the Belmont's going to want to be in the Bronx. In fact, he fled to Florida. That's where he lives now. So if you can, Lou, play it underneath. I'm going to go through a, uh, what can we call it, a crime blotter list taking place in the Bronx, which is where I started the Guardian Angels back in 1979 as a night manager of Mickey D's when there were fiscal cuts that Ed Koch had to make because we are on the brink of fiscal insolvency. And there were no cops. Now, what are we blaming on, right? There are cops, maybe not enough cops, but certainly more cops now than there was back in 1979. And based on all the crime that has taken place in the Bronx, uh, I want to create a new acronym. A new acronym. Remember this, Lou? I'm going to send this um, out to the uh, PBA chief, Pat Lynch. Going to send it to the Missing in Action Police Commissioner Sewell. Never seems to be available for comment unless something's written out for her by Eric Adams himself, the titular police commissioner who's doing a lousy job. The swagger man has no plan to deal with this crime. How about this from now on, huh? Based on what we've seen in the headlines of late, when you see the squad car pass by, it should have the acronym CBG. Citizens be good. And be good to the cops, because you don't want to be in the Bronx. And we have breaking news here at WABC that has not been reported anywhere else. In fact, let me let you know, there was a video that was released by a resident of the Bronx on Hell Angel Masonet. And he has kept me in the loop in terms of live and real action taking place in the streets of the Bronx. And it is a hot mess. A hot mess. You can look at this video. Get a pad and a pen, ladies and gentlemen. You can see it for yourself. The first time it is airing on any media outlet. And we have it here exclusively on WABC. And we're exclusively releasing it to everybody else right here 
on your lunchtime edition of WABC with yours truly, Curtis Lee. And I know for a lot of you, you say, hey, well, what do I got to multitask? I got a sandwich in one hand, a banana in the other hand. I'm trying to listen to you, Curtis, while getting in my lunch because I got to be back to work at 1 o'clock. You know, or, <laughs> or the boss is going to be all over me. He's tracking me on my GPS. That's right. I know a lot of bosses do that now. If you're in your work van or your work car or your 18-wheel tractor trailer. But maybe you're in your office space. Maybe you have your laptop. Maybe you're at home maxing and relaxing. But you can see the video in an article that we've just posted on our WABC website at wabcradio.com. That's wabcradio.com. And there is an accompanying uh, article uh, that was uh, written up by our news guy, Diaz, which is also on our social media sites. Let me give you a day, time, and place, okay? So it was White Plains Road and Allerton Avenue years ago that I was a trainee learning to become a manager at Mickey D's. And, in fact, I was leave, uh, living just one stop north on the 2 and the 5 train at Burke Avenue. So I know that area well. That's where I made my bones in the Bronx. That's the first place I went to when I left Brooklyn. Brownsville never ran, never will. Back in uh, 1975, to find my calling from Ray Kroc, the golden, uh, uh, the golden uh, arches, and Ronald McDonald. Although I got to tell you, where I eventually ended up, Lou, they never wanted Ronald McDonald to come to the. Uh, place that I started, the Guardian Angels on East Fordham Road in Webster, they wanted the Hamburglar because it was more synonymous with the neighborhood, and they thought that Ronald McDonald might get mugged and robbed and beaten, which he would have at that time. But anyway, I was a manager trainee. I lived there. I took the two and the five train back and forth to Brooklyn to Brownsville, which I had left uh, just months before. At that same subway stop, Saturday morning, this Saturday morning, I was on the air, as you know, every Saturday morning from 12 noon to, excuse me, 12 midnight to 6 in the morning. I take you to the break of dawn, and so nice management lets me do it twice from 12 midnight to 6 in the morning, Sunday morning. So there's a lot of stuff taking place in the wee hours in the morning. You're going to see in this video, it's 135. Four cops, uniformed cops, in the street below the Burke Avenue train station of the IRT are trying to restrain a black suspect. Once again, they have no nightsticks. Nightsticks were taken away from the police officers a while back. It has restricted them in terms of what they can do. A hostile crowd gathered up, mostly uh, it looked like African-Americans. And then they end up pulling the suspect out away from the police, kicking at them, throwing punches, throwing debris. And then the two suspects run away. These were four cops from the 4-7 precinct. They're pretty big guys. I would assume they look to me to be Hispanic. And the 4-7 precinct now says the two suspects are on the lam. But, you know, they're ready to pick them up. Ready to pick them up. No night six. Uh, when we saw the police officer, we're going to get to that momentarily, who was attacked at 125th Street, the male police officer, for purposes of description, we'll write it down. He is the XY chromosome. The female police officer was the XX chromosome. Attacked by the thug and thugette. Again, they don't have nightsticks to protect themselves. They have either a taser, which most times does not work, as you shoot him through the clothes, it doesn't work. And obviously, then you have the gun. You don't want to use the gun. 
You don't want to use the gun unless absolutely you have no other alternative. But they have no more nightsticks. And isn't it ironic that we're breaking this story as Pat Lynch, president of the PBA, was on Good Morning New York on Channel 5 explaining the problems that members of his union and other police have in terms of the restrictions imposed upon them. We are down 2,000 police officers since 2019. Mm -hmm. And so far this year, we've lost 2,000 to retirement and quitting for better-paying jurisdictions. Are they coming from other states to, like, poach our police officers? (laughs) Yes, they are. Go in the subway stations. There's uh, hiring employment fairs for police officers where other departments, other states, and locally, Nassau, Suffolk, MTA, the, the troopers... They're coming, taking our highly trained police officers that the city spent time and money training, and they're poaching them. And why? They're paying them better, treating them better. We need to respect our police officers. And I told you that just the other day as I was uh, doing patrol with the Guardian Angels up and down the the E train and the 6 train. I saw huge posters that said, would you like to join the Norfolk Police Department? You could start at 57,500 if you have police experience. In the New York, New Jersey area, you get a bonus of 17000 plus. We'll give you a fee uh, in order to move and settle in the greater Norfolk Tidewater Peninsula area. Not a bad, not a bad offer, right? He's absolutely correct. They're advertising on MTA space because the MTA, money-taking agency, says they're so desperate for revenue that they would actually allow co- people to come in and recruit Our trained police officers, it takes $100,000 to train and graduate and vet out a New York City police officer. So in about two years into the job, that's when the recruiters come from outside of the five boroughs, and they're ready. They're ready to take uh, our finest. Meantime, he went on to describe how when cops have to physically restrain suspects, they can't do it any longer. Look at that fight. How unfair was that fight? And you may ask why. The diaphragm law. A police officer can't have a fight and touch you from your neck to your belt. How unfair is that? And what you saw was this perp put our police officer in a chokehold. And we can't even touch them in the middle of the body. That's not safe for anyone. The police officer, the public, or even that person we're trying to place under arrest. And who is responsible for that all fingers pointed, Donovan Richards, now the Queensboro president, when he was a city councilman from southeast Queens. He was in charge of public safety for the uh, police, um, for the police hating city council. And they imposed all of these restrictions with legislation. You saw what happened the other day. The thug and the thugettes actually, it's no three strikes and you're out. It's three strikes and you're on top of the world because here the 17-year-old thug had been busted with a fully loaded 9-millimeter in the 75th Precinct in Brooklyn. And I told you, Eric Gonzalez, the weak DA, first time bust, you end up going to a diversion program. Didn't spend a day in jail. Second bust on 40th and Madison, him and his thugs put the boots to a citizen and stripped them of all... Stripped him of all their valuables. He was locked up for all of two hours in order to get the paperwork done and then given a disappearance ticket. Uh, Orders of the ADA turned him loose. Uh, Alvin Bragg, the DA, uh, you almost have to kill somebody uh, without which you get turned back into the streets. And then we saw the assault 
on the two police officers, and he was turned loose back in the street on his own recognizance. They said, ah, he's a juvenile delinquent. You know, he's uh, under the age of 18, he's 17. So, hey, Lou, you know where they're housing him now? As he runs around Far Rockaway, running through the projects, Redfern, Auburn, Edgemere, saying, oh, I'm, they can't touch me. I'm like the, the Teflon thug, right? Three times, and I haven't done any time. I got it like that. I can even punch out a cop, and they don't even lock me up. You know, he's saying St. John's Boys Home, right there on 110th Street in Rockaway. He's supposed to be in by 6 p.m. at night. Hey, get ready. Lockdown in the Rockaways, the Irish Riviera. This thug is in your backyard, Lou. He's in Sid Rosenberg's backyard. Pretty soon, pretty soon, you're going to have to move, too. This is an absolute disgrace. Wait a second. You don't want to be in the streets of the Bronx. More breaking news. A off-duty New York City police officer's gun and wallet was stolen from him early Wednesday morning in Hunts Point. The off-duty cop was getting out of his car near Garrison Avenue and Barreto Street around 1230 in the morning when a man walked up to him, forcibly grabbed his weapon and wallet and fled. And anybody knows Hunts Point the way I know Hunts Point? This is in a gray area, ladies and gentlemen. You know who frolics out in the wee hours of the morning in Hunts Point? Skeevy hookers. You know, they're knocking on the doors of the 18-wheel tractor-trailer guys who are coming in from out of state to unload their produce, their meat, their fish at the Hunts Point Market without knowing all the details. I think you gotta you got to double-check what the off-duty cop was doing there. You might have lived there on Beretta. There are people who live there, but I'm a little jaundiced at that. That's how I am about that minister who got ripped off for what he now has reset to be $400,000 in jewelry in that church in Canarsie, four blocks where I grew up. By the way, the theft comes as robberies have surged through the five boroughs. Some 9,505 robberies have been reported citywide so far in 2022, compared to 6,809 tallied in the same point last year. Eric Adams, Swagger Man, where's your plan? The founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. Go, 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 shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. Oh, what a great, what a great PSA. To try to encourage riders to come back to the subway. I can just imagine. 50 Cent, right? A.K.A. Curtis Jackson, who culturally appropriated my first name, Curtis. You know, I had it long before he was birthed as the evil seed in this world. But I can just see it now. You got a birthday? Come on the subway! Yeah! Yeah! Raise the roof! Party hardy! As long as you pay your fare. 275, one way. It's BYOB. Bring your own bottle. There's pole dancing, twerking, daggering. Man, you don't have to pay the cover charge in the club for Dom Perignon, right? I mean, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Why do that when you can go low budget on the L train, which used to be the lousy line? Just think of it now, man. It's going to be the... (laughs) It's going to be the hooker line. 
And, of course, the J train, where you can actually light up J's and smoke it there and go puff, puff, pass. This is incredible. These actions that we reported on yesterday, in fact, it was James Golden who broke the story at 4.30 yesterday, right before uh, John Katsimatidis' roundtable discussion at 5. I came on and described what was going on. Now, James Golden, you got to understand, you got to listen to him 4 to 5, Monday through Fridays, and then three hours Saturday mornings from 7 to 10 because he's hip. He knows what the deal is. He grew up in Southeast Queens, went to Jackson High School. Whoa. Jackson High School, double tough stuff there, man. And so I said, man, what would you have done if you got on that J train going down to Jamaica, right? And you saw the kind of party that hit the airwaves yesterday where all of a sudden it was one big booty call. Oh, yeah, they had the Hennessy and the Jameson. They were dancing and grinding, lots of brown sugar. And I could just... Almost imagine James salivating <laughs> on the other side of the microphone. I took him down memory lane. He goes, that never happened when we were going to Jackson High School. I said, you're damn right it never happened because you had police on the trains. There's no police. By the way, I looked very closely with an electron microscope to see if our nightlife mayor, Eric Adams, the swagger man who has no plan, but he doesn't know a nightclub that he doesn't want to go to to raise the roof. I looked conspicuously, Lou, to see if I saw the mayor there and his personal bodyguard, attache and valet, his brother Bernard, as you know, is the head of his <clears throat> intel and security. Auga! Auga! I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I know I heard, I couldn't believe, I heard Bernard McGurk this morning say, how filthy, how disgusting. I noticed that Sid was getting a little excited because <laughs> he used to go to the strip club, Triple X. Oh, how filthy, how disgusting. Look, we are desperate, ladies and gentlemen, to get the writers to come back to the subway. Today, they will be announcing a $2.5 billion deficit. No hope to recover from that. Please give me a little music, maestro, here. Do I have to call you maestro like they had that one uh, Seinfeld episode, please? Remember where all of a sudden you had to call the guy maestro, maestro, maestro? Yeah, maestro, Lou! Play the 50-cent music. This is a way to get the writers to come back. Trust me on this. You can call it slipping and sliding back into fiscal solvency. Meantime, uh, at a real strip club, in fact, it's right where we used to uh, broadcast from, from Two Pen Plaza's 17th floor, is the uh, Sapphire 39 Jiggle Wiggle joint. I think some of the members of WABC uh, actually had uh, gone there. And in, uh, on Saturday night, when... When Kevin Hart finished his uh, comedy appearance with Chris Rock at Madison Square Garden, and surprise, 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 Dave Chappelle made an appearance on stage after he got bumped in Minneapolis. Kevin Hart went over to the jiggle joint Sapphire 39, naturally it's all indoors, in which they were on the pole dance, writhing. They were giving brumskis and lap dances out. But right before he walked in, a guy named Julio was performing out in the street. He's a street comedian. I've known him for years. He's pretty damn good. He's got some emotional issues. But this guy, if he could get his act together, man, he could do stand-up comedy at Caroline's. Definitely an open mic. So, to his credit, Kevin Hart listened to him riffing 
right on the corner, right outside of the jiggle joint, Sapphire 39, and gave him $500. $500, yes, in cash. Then he went inside and he was joined by Fabulous and Young MC who performed his 89 hit, Bust a Move. And, man, there was a lot of busting moves there. And basically, uh, now we're going to flip to the crime blotter. I want to give credit to my compadichich, Rudy Giuliani, who prioritized this, as I did. We did a tag team on this. We told you about what had happened on July, July uh, 19th. In fact, there was, and this is really, really sad, really, really sad. There were three black uh, women. Young women who came on this uh, Q53 bus that goes down Woodhaven Boulevard that when Lou is down and out and he has no coin and he can't take the fast ferry out to the Rockaway or his car breaks down and it's a rent-a-wreck, he's got to take the train, the R train, to uh, Woodhaven Boulevard, and then he grabs the Q53 bus all the way to the Rockaways. It's a long ride. But on this particular ride, we've talked about it over and over. I prioritized it. Talk about these uh, three uh, black young thuggets who approached this uh, white grandmother, Jill LaCroix, beat the living daylights out of her. First, they taunted her for being white. They were saying all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, that they didn't like the way white people talked. They hated white skin, the way the skin cracks on a cracker. And then they said they're gangsters. And they say, hey, you love Trump. You probably love Trump. And Jill LaCroix didn't back down. The 57-year-old grandmother with six grandchildren, biracial grandchildren, she said, they're damn right I like Trump. I love Trump. And, man, they, they gave him an extra, they gave her an extra uh, beatdown. And then when they were passing the St. John Cemetery right along Woodhaven Boulevard, they looked up and they said, you see that cemetery over there, white lady, white cracker? We're going to bury you in there. And they buried her. And nobody got up. Nobody got involved. None of the passengers The bus driver didn't stop. He didn't come to her aid. And then these three enemies of society, these thuggets, got off at Jamaica Avenue in Woodhaven and waved to the cameras, waved to all the CCTV cameras in the area. And they hadn't been seen. And because this uh, elderly uh, victim, this white grandmother, was a Trump supporter, I said there was no prioritization by the NYPD or by City Hall. And there wasn't. And then uh, we talked about it on Rudy's show. He prioritized it, and then I pounded it every day, not just on the airwaves. I was calling up every precinct. I was threatening, uh, like, all kinds of mama drama over this, all kinds of mishigachi over this. And finally, finally, the cops did the right thing. They arrested two of the thuggets, but guess what? They're juveniles, which means... They may well end up being family court. They may end up having their records sealed. They may end up uh, slipping through the cracks. And apparently the other thugette is MIA. MIA. But great job, Rudy. You want to be listening to him at 3 o'clock today right after uh, Greg Kelly. He's on from 1 to 3. I'm sure Rudy is going to touch on that. And probably the story of the day that we broke at the top of the show. Nobody has it yet. Again, if you want to see the video in an, and an article that we posted on our website at wabcradio.com. That's wabcradio.com and also all of our WABC social media sites. You will see police officers trying to make an arrest at 1.35 in the morning Saturday when I was on the air to the break of dawn. 
and they're struggling with a suspect. They're surrounded by a hostile crowd. They're kicking them. They're throwing garbage at them. And then one guy in a black hoodie jumps in, wrestles them for his homeboy. They break loose, and they run away. And you see it, and you see, how the hell could this happen? Because they're not permitted to physically grab anybody from their neck right on down to their three-piece set. That's the bottom line. They took their nightsticks away. They rendered the police impotent. You had four cops, four male cops. They're big guys. And they were able to break loose from the 47th precinct. The two suspects are still on the lam. And let me tell you something. They're heroes in the hood. Oh, you broke out. And that video is going viral. It's going to all the worst places. You think you think the police commissioner, Sewell, missing in action, is going to show up there at Burke, uh, right downstairs from the 205 train in the Bronx? Of course you won't. And then again, a guy was shot right in the head this morning, right on 187th in Belmont, right off of Fordham Road. Shot. When people were asked, hey, did you see what happened? Snitches get stitches and end up in stitches. Well, let's get back on track. We're going to be talking about crime in the Bronx morning, noon, and night, and it ain't going to get no better, even though Kathy Holcomb, Crime Wave Holcomb, addressed a uh, conference of state police uh, officials uh, who represent municipal, county police officers, uh, uh, all different degrees of law enforcement, and said, let me tell you something, uh, we're not going to be taking this anymore, man. Nobody's going to disrespect cops in New York State. Nobody whatsoever on my shift, and you got to laugh. You got to laugh with all that's going on. Here's a woman who supported defunding the police with her first lieutenant governor choice. Here's a woman who won't take on the majority in the state assembly and the state senate who continue to promote the rights of criminals and take away the opportunity for police to be proactive. And she gives a speech like this. And let's face it, everybody is laughing, laughing. Anyway, let's go uh, to a different note. There's a hero police, uh, not a police, but there's a hero dog, a German shepherd. No, it's not any of the German shepherds that uh, President Joe Biden has had. We're going to get to that later on as we have our old man segment. But authorities are offering a $10,000 award after a dog named Zeus was shot and wounded earlier this month by a stray bullet while out for a walk in Roosevelt. That's right, in Nassau County. The incident occurred July 16th. The ASPCA said the dog's owner had arrived home from work and took Zeus out, as he did all the time at night before he turned it in, and he heard unknown parties arguing. And then all of a sudden, shots were fired, multiple shots, and Zeus, the German shepherd, was whimpering and bleeding from his leg. Zeus sustained major foot injuries and now will probably have to have his leg removed the surgery, the cost is enormous. Please get in touch with the uh, SPCA out there. But more importantly, is there any effort on the part of the Nassau County Police Department to find the culprits responsible in this shooting that resulted in Zeus, this German shepherd, almost dying? Of course not. It's not going to be prioritized. And even if they're caught, even if the person's responsible for shooting this German shepherd at court, you know what's going to happen. No cash bail. Boom. They'll be released on their own recognizance. This is a double disgraziata. This is a double shanda. By the way, yesterday I was talking with uh, uh, my Kumbari chief, Rudy Giuliani, before a show with Dr. Maria. 
and they were talking about this humpback whale that crashed onto uh, that boat's bow right off of Plymouth Rock. And I've spent time as a young boy at Plymouth Rock. My mom and dad took us up there in summers because my cousin Jimmy Lonegro uh, had a summer theater right there in Plymouth Rock. And I got to tell you, the most disappointing thing in my life, and I've been disappointed many times, I've been exalted many times, but disappointing was to go on the beach at Plymouth Rock and look at what they said was the Plymouth Rock. I thought I was going to see the Rock of Gibraltar. What I saw was a pebble instead, a pebble surrounded by iron bars. But anyway, people were talking about sharks in Cape Cod, sharks in Martha's Vineyard that had kept all the liberals and progressives out of the water. And now they're talking about humpback whales and Plymouth Rock. And I'm suggesting, hey, since whales are in the area, it's a great way to get rid of the sharks. Orca whales, the killer whales, because they go for the sharks and they feed on their kidneys. And by the way, what is Shamu El Jefe Chris Christie up to? He could be actually patrolling up and down the Jersey Shore from Wildwood to Point Pleasant. That man is a whale, no doubt about it. And ladies and gentlemen, as we continue here in the lunchtime edition here at WABC, a little animal news updates. It's all part of what I do on Sunday nights from 11 to 12 with my beautiful wife, Nancy. It's the finish of my Quinella on the weekend when we're always broadcasting. Curtis, we talk about all kinds of animal issues, cats, dogs, and other animals. You know how many stories have been about how luggage has been misplaced all over the world and airlines were just stacking it up. Tens of thousands of tourist bags and other valises that people had their personal belongings in that had to be flown from Heathrow Airport uh, to Minneapolis Airport. Thousands of bags then to be distributed back throughout the domestic United States. And now we're finding out that many passengers who had brought their cats with them oftentimes were separated from their cats who were either put in steerage or had been put in the plane but had to be extricated from the plane before the plane actually came on the tarmac and all the passengers were released. And now they're flying around all over the world. Cats that were brought by their family members, their loved ones, on vacation And I guess uh, you can almost say they got separated like the baggage. (laughs) Up next, it's time for our old man tour. Oh, man, I got a whole litany of old man stories to share with you. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you. Gee, this may become my theme song. I'm 68, right? Love Neil Young, Neil Young, and T.O., part of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Best friends of Joni Mitchell, also from T.O. I mean, I want you to listen to a little bit of this tune because it's so appropriate to the people I'm going to be talking about. Old man, look at my life. 24 and there's so much more. Live alone in a paradise that makes me think of true. All right, let's get down to the ticket tape. Enough of Neil Young here because the President of the United States just gave an address from the Oval Office at 11.30 this morning. By the way, Dominic Carter, I want to give props to Dominic Carter. Great job, Matt Meany, our program director, Dominic Carter, substituting from uh, 10 to 12. 
uh, because Brian Kilmeade was away. Boy, that was great live and local programming. Dominic, I mean, he was, I mean, all on it. But I think I'm older than Dominic Carter. You know, he uh, grew up in the Bronx, Patterson Projects, 138th and 3rd, Throgneck's Projects. I mean, that guy was on the move. But anyway, let me get back on track, because even in Scranton, Pennsylvania, home, quasi-home, a Papachulo Joe Biden, the figures are devastating. His approval rating is 29%. And that's in Scranton. There's only one hope now. I was flipping through my memory cycle, and I was said, I remember there was a person who went on to become president of the United States, even though he said in 1962, after coming back from a devastating loss to JFK, whose daddy stole the election with the Chicago mob in Crook County from him, Richard Nixon ran for governor, lost in California, and he said, you won't have me to kick around any longer. Yet came back, resurrected himself, and was a nominee of the Republican Party in 1968 and won the election against Hubert H. Humphrey and uh, George Wallace. But a lot of people don't remember that in uh, September of 1952, Vice President Richard Nixon, uh, who was part of Eisenhower's uh, ticket that got elected, was on the ropes. People wanted to let him loose because the allegations were that he was getting uh, illegal campaign contributions and gifts. And then Richard Nixon, who wasn't the most likable guy in the world to watch, recognized, and this is what Joe Biden must recognize, that you create an image of a man and his dog. And I want to play a cut because just a little patience here. I'm going to extrapolate this. This is... Joe Biden, Papa Chulo's only hope, even amongst his own Democrats, where the polls are saying 75 percent. No mas, no mas. We want another Democratic uh, candidate in 2025. Listen to them, Vice President Dick Nixon, who was on the ropes in September of 1952 as he pulled the dog right out of his uh, presidential hat of aspirations. A man down in Texas heard Pat in the radio mention the fact that our two youngsters would like to have a dog. And believe it or not, the day before we left on this campaign trip, we got a message from the Union Station in Baltimore saying they had a package for us. We went down to get it. You know what it was? It was a little cocker spaniel dog in a crate that he'd sent all the way from Texas. Black and white, spotted. And our little girl, Tricia, the six-year-old, named it Checker. And you know, the kids, like all kids, love the dog. And I just want to say this right now, that regardless of what they say about it, we're going to keep it. He was at 25% in the popular opinion polls. Many people were urging Eisenhower to get rid of him, especially for when he ran for a second term. He went up to 75% hiding behind checkers. Now, the only thing left for Joe Biden to hide behind, he's tried everything would be his German Shepherd commander who replaced Champion, who passed on to Doggy Hedman. I would suggest, if I was advising uh, President Joe Biden about saving his presidency, uh, sit down with the dog, like on a hammock, have the dog sitting there. Don't stand up. You don't look good when you stand up. And just be very folksy and talk about your love first of uh, uh, champion, your previous German Shepherd, and then commander, and then just become very folksy. Now, what's the overrun the point spread that he could save his presidency? I don't know. But it's worth the shot, right? A man and its dog.
It's worked before. It could work again. 